We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, aka producer, by the way. And sitting right across from me is Danny Goots. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? Uh, how's it going, Daniel? Pretty good. Yeah, you're happy to be back on a coin of the show. It's been yeah, a I mi- I miss doing the research. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and obviously, like I said on Twitter and all of our social media platforms, that it was a surprise. Obviously, you see the logo. Uh, it's it's Omegago. Yes. Um. Uh, or OMG, I believe, is there. You know. Which are, when I first heard it, I'm like, I thought it was one of those. You're kidding me, coins. Like really? Like you're gonna sell me this? It's shit a cool coin? name. It's got a nice. Uh, it's got a nice ring to it. I don't well, know. I mean, it's because of it's very simple, and it kind of like, and we'll get into that yeah. later. Uh, but uh, I did want to just uh, say a few things. I wanted to thank Lynn again for coming on the show and giving us a lot of perspective on kind of the current situation of Ross, Silk Road dude, and uh, also uh, Iota was a very interesting episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what were you gonna say? Well, and also, uh, if you haven't listened to the small John McAfee, uh, oh, thing the that we mini John about. McAfee, which is, you know, we were gonna make it a full episode, but then I thought yeah. maybe it's just better that we kind of just do a mini podcast, and then you guys kind of go find some John McAfee stuff because yeah. he's a, he's a the guy's strangely insane. interesting, odd gentleman. Um, anyway, uh, but uh, Daniel, do you have anything else to share to our audience before we get into block news? No, I think good? we should definitely just go ahead. We're gonna and go right into this, right? Of course, block news is our news segment, and actually, we have a we have a special guest. We have uh, uh, Ben from BitBoy and Hodl. What's up, dude? Thanks again for coming on to Block News. How's it going? Good, man. So so happy to be back on the show. Love it. Love listening to all the ones I'm not on too. So inter- the interview uh, last week was really awesome. Really enjoyed that. Cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, dude. Thanks. Uh, and uh, I know a lot of things are are popping for you in your world as well. Uh, but let's hit it right off the top, and we're gonna go with whatever topic you're bringing to the table, man. So uh, it's all yours right now. Well, what I want to bring to the table this week is the Chinese crypto rankings. I actually did a video on my YouTube channel where I did a reaction to all 28, and basically what happened is China decided that they were gonna assess different cryptocurrencies. So they're all coins. They, they didn't, uh, it, if my memory serves me correct, all 28 of them were coins, none of them were tokens. So they picked 28 and they assessed them based on three different scores. It was infrastructure, applicability, and creativity. And yeah. there's a big uproar for a few different reasons about this list. Now, number 16 through 28 did not even get a score or China didn't release their actual scores. They just gave their ranking. But the top 15, they all gave their scores for each one of those categories. And it's very interesting. So the the most interesting thing on the list out of the top 15 is that Bitcoin and your favorite cryptocurrency, Verge, tied. Uh, they they came in at number 13. <laughs> Our favorite, yeah, of course. <laughs> number 13? 13. Yeah, it's 13. Uh, I'm looking at the list right now. Can, can, um, you, can you go through the top? Uh, let's re- let's talk about the top. What are the top five BitBoy first? Um, okay. No, number number one is Ethereum. Number two, surprisingly, is Steam. And you know I love that one. So yeah, yeah, I was really excited about that. Is a good one. Well, to me, and, and just to kind of talk about that for a second. I, so the score, they gave them. Uh, so the total Technology. score was a composite. And so they ranked all three categories, one to 100. So they gave Steam an 82.6 for infrastructure, a 9.4 for applicability, which was really low, the lowest one on the list. Right. And creativity, they gave it a 23.9. That was one of the higher scores. 
But the crazy thing in that to me is that, to me, Steam, it, it's it's already being used. Yeah, why know? is so, it so low? That's weird. I don't know. It's so crazy. It's a working it utility. Like, I'm using it every day. You know? I know. A lot of people huh. are. It, to, to me, it has one of the highest use cases that's, that's currently being used. Well, yeah. And so for it to get the low score and applicability, like that really... That really shocked me. And let me let me just say this about the list. I, I really enjoyed making my reaction video to it because to me, we're all kind of like each community has their own things that they like about their coins. And, you know, everybody kind of argues over this and that. And to me, this was like a really kind of fresh perspective on the coins and a totally different way, I think, of looking at it than than we have in the past. And, you know, I, I don't know what they saw. Well, I don't know well, what they saw in Steam. I, I can, tell, well, I can tell you guys what they saw. I work with China every day. So here's here's what they saw. Okay. Uh, China needs control. What do they have zero control over? Anything decentralized. Right. Especially anything decentralized and has to do with media. That's a good point. Steam is nothing but a media content provider and nothing's controlling it. So if China can't control what Steam puts out for their citizens to see about mm -hmm. their own country, China's going to say, this is bad. This is very yeah. bad. But they but still they rank still them pretty high. Two, which is, to me, also amazing. Because now, if they're if you're in China, you're a Chinese citizen, you're wondering, what is Steam and how can I use it? And the fact is, you can't. It's being blocked. Yeah, so yeah. I could look at this list right now and tell you, Steam is one of the only ones I could say that's using their utility the way it was made for mm -hmm. right now. It's like, go to the go to the internet right yeah. now. They're doing it right now. That's great. Yeah. So what what else is on that list? Uh, 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 you so, uh, go ahead, uh, Bitboy. It's all yours. Okay. You read so uh, Lisk came in at number three, and to be honest with you, I I don't know that much about Lisk. I know it is becoming more popular, and I think this list really kind of propped it up. Uh, number four was Neo. So Neo is it's been dubbed the Ethereum of China. So it makes sense that it would be way up there. And just a big shout out to Neo for their Net Five tokens. A lot of those Net Five tokens, and if you don't know, what Net Five is is the equivalent of an ERC twenty, except built on the on Neo, the Neo platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Outside of Neo and Ethereum, there are very few platforms that have any coin or any tokens built on them that are doing well. well so I will I think say, I will say, look out for Nems Mosaics. Because they got right. a ton of them, and they're all like, and I'm so it's crazy. Well, if you look at the top at the top 100 tokens, and mm -hmm. it, if you don't know how to do that, you can go on CoinMarketCap.com, and if you there's a place on the left you can click, and you can actually look at the top 100 tokens that are built on other platforms. Yeah. And between Neo and Ethereum, I think they've got like 95 of them out of the top 100 tokens. So, but uh, so it you know on one hand it, it surprised me to see Neo so high above. Cardano and Stellar and some of the other ones, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't know if China had bias towards it, but I love Neo. I think it. I think that's probably about where it should be. You know, China and absolutely then, has bias toward towards it. I I like Neo too, uh, Ben, because I I have I am actually invested in Neo. I have for a long time. I I like it. I like it. It it is very much. There's very similar. There's a lot of similarities between Ethereum. If you look at the the way they're built, they're very similar. Ethereum and, yes. and Neo. That's why you're like you said. It's a, the Chinese Ethereum. Yeah. And that's and that's where that individual stores really come the individual scores really come into play here because Neo only got a seven for creativity. And so you say, Well, why? Well, because they basically copied Ethereum. Yeah. So right. it's an effective platform, but they just because to me, creativity should matter the absolute least in this list. And so 
because it doesn't matter if you copy someone if you do it effectively. I mean, look at look at all and China knows this better than anybody. You guys have talked about it on the show before, like they have their own set of apps and websites sure. that are built within the China uh, borders because they can't use our American or other international apps. And they copy them, but you know what they do? They always make a few changes, and a lot of people think theirs are better than ours. So, uh, no, they're not. I use them. They're not. <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> the, the, I got you. I, I will say this. I, I will say this. The the interesting thing about their apps is the reason why I consider their apps a, a little bit more advanced is because they use their Facebook, their version of Facebook, every single day. It's called WeChat, right. and this is the reason why crypto is going to be is either going to have a really difficult time or really easy time in China. And unfortunately, China has so many people, we need to focus on what they do as well because that'll move the markets up or down. But they already use QR codes to pay each other using something Mm -hmm. called WeChat or Alipay, which is very similar to Apple Pay or Samsung Pay or or Google Pay or whatever you you have out here. It's just they're using it. They're using it. The businesses are using it. You can go anywhere in China and you, you have a digital wallet on your phone. It's just not private and it's just not controlled by you. Yeah. So I think I think that's going to it's going to be an easy bridge for the Chinese citizens. I think it's the government is the one that really has a problem with it. And a lot of people, you know, with this Chinese list, a lot of people were like, well, they banned crypto. So why are they coming out with this list? And it's the same thing we're seeing across a lot of governments. Uh, The European Parliament just uh, announced that they have a resolution to research blockchain and distributed ledger technologies. And, you know, the whole thing is they understand the technology lying underneath cryptocurrency. They they don't like the rebellion towards the government side of it, but they love the technology. So um, I, I think that that really is something that we're going to see more of as government starting to adopt it. So, but no, number five on the list was Komodo. That's another one I don't know much about. So I thought it was pretty crazy that that one surprised uh, me that it was there, um, honestly, like or at least like that, that high. It surprised me that it was that high in there and even on the top fifteen. To be honest with you, in my and then opinion, in top five. That's crazy. what I mean. That's what surprised me. I I wasn't expecting it to be in the top five. Yeah. So some some of the ones that came in down toward the bottom of the entire list, uh, Nano, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, they all came in the twenties. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy to look. And one that really surprised me also was Ripple coming in at 17 because Ripple is an incredible technology. I have personal reasons why I don't like, you know, the, the centralization of it. But, you know, the technology, they just released their X-Rapid that's like turning, you know, bank transactions on their head with the mm-hmm. test they had. They they were able to do what usually takes banks three to five days in two to five minutes. Yeah. And so, you know, it surprised me that one came in so low. But the biggest shocker of all, like I said in the beginning, is is Virgin Bitcoin being tied. And the only reason Bitcoin was even in the top 15 is because they got by far the highest creativity score because it was, you know, the the best one. It got almost twice. It got the innovation score too, obviously. Honestly, that innovation score should have been 50%. I'm sorry. It's the fucking thing that created, you know, (laughs) this place. I'm not looking at it, so I don't know how they scored it. But Uh, uh, They scored it at, so it was pretty high though compared to the other one, 35.6, where like say, you know, Ethereum was 25.4 and then like something like Stellar is like 11.8. But I would think just innovation alone should have given Bitcoin way more, way more than that. All right, then. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, That's really interesting. Uh. Uh, ben, do you have anything else to add on on the list, or anything uh, we should know that that you want to point out? Um, I, I hit all the major things there. The the only other thing is, 
you know, like I said in the beginning, this was only for coins, so tokens weren't included on this. It would be right. interesting to see, you know, if they do another one for tokens. And a lot of people are, a lot of people are really shooting down this list and, and and don't like it. I think if you don't like this list, it's probably because your coin came in too low and you don't like where it was. Mm. If you really like it, it's probably because yours came in very high. But I just really liked it to have this kind of out, you know, outside the box look at crypto. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much the list. Yeah, if you, if you don't like the list, it's basically you're not Chinese. Uh, this is what it comes <laughs> down to. You're not Chinese. Um, you're and, and most people who are not Chinese are not going to like the list because China ha, uh, has a, spe- a special kind of control over their people. Not as bad as other as a lot of other countries, I will say. But um, but they 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 want to have as much control as possible. Yeah. Right. Would you would you say it's as bad as Roger Ver has over Bitcoin Cash? <laughs> no, no, no. Because those are those are like North Koreans willing to go to Kim Jong, yeah. <laughs> right over there. Um, anyways, uh, God, Roger Ver always comes up somehow. Roger Ver is just, that <laughs> I, guy's had throw, in, I had to throw it in. You had to throw him in. Actually, I plan on mentioning him later, so, so he's going to be a part of happen. this. It's going to happen. Uh, uh, so I wanted to uh, move on. Uh, actually, there's two stories back to back here that are very similar in a lot of ways because Zcash is the big topic this week. Yes. Not only did it get added to Gemini, it got delisted from CoinCheck, which is in Japan, if we all remember the whole NEM hack, Ripple mm-hmm. hack. Uh, but uh, what do you guys think of first Gemini uh, now listing Zcash for trading? We'll start with you, Ben. What do you think about that? Um, Zcash is, is one that is very interesting to me. And, you know, I, I don't know, I guess my thing would be what would make them want to list that above some of the other more, you know, long, have they been around longer, more stable cryptocurrencies, I guess, if you will, in this completely unstable market. But I really want to know why they specifically chose them. And, uh, you know, some people think, and, you know, this is, this is just a rumor. This is, you know, I don't have anything other to base this on than some stuff I've read that's that's not proven. But, you know, some people think this could be a precursor to Zcash also going on Coinbase. So it's, it's very interesting to see how they chose this. I think they also came out and said they're going to be listing Litecoin and one other coin as well, I think. Did you guys see that? Uh, no, I did not. I did not. Who, I think so. Uh, is that, is, Let me double oh, check wait, Oh yes, no Gemini. Yes, yes, yes. Gemini said yes. they were going to be listing Litecoin. Oh right. Oh, they did say that for a long Bitcoin time. Cash. They did say the Litecoin thing a long time ago. I do remember that now. I forgot uh, about that. But, but there the, was the no- thing is, uh-huh. the the thing is though, the interesting thing is that when Zcash was announced, it was going on. It got like this huge pump on. You 50%. know, you could have followed it on Coin Market Cap, and yet. Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash, even though they're listed, they didn't get the same kind of kind well, of pump. No, the thing is, they didn't. They're not listed yet. Right. So Zcash is officially on the board. You can go in and out with Zcash, but Litecoin and possibly and possibly Bitcoin Cash. I didn't. Even, they didn't even say for sure Bitcoin Cash. They just said possibly, but they definitely said Litecoin. But that's going to be added later on. So probably once that day officially happens, you're going to see a pump, uh, per the usual. So um, I mean, yeah. but no. The the question becomes why? Why is Zcash? Can it, uh, guys guess what? Uh, Roger Veer was one of the Zcash company's initial investors. I'm there seeing. You go. So he's invested, but he, here here's the thing: has like, his hands everywhere. Okay, no, no, I get that. I'm not I'm not completely hating on. I don't believe in a lot of things that Roger Veer says, but it's not like he didn't help the space in one way or another. But what I'm getting at is that I think what happens is like the you know the the Winklevoss twins are running a big business. 
Uh, they've probably done interviews with a lot of cryptos, and they've probably said, you know what, we really like Zcash. They probably met them. They probably had to talk to them yeah. and, and and interview. Who who knows if they interviewed other coins? They like this has there has to be like some kind of process before you list a coin. And I hope these guys are doing their due diligence. So, do I think the Zcash ad makes sense? Absolutely no idea. Well, um, no, but uh, maybe the, they want a security coin. I don't know and if they you, want Zcash. I I just so happened to start really learning how to trade and buy other altcoins around the time Zcash got added. I was watching the markets the day it was added, not knowing what mm. the hell was going on. Zcash at one point was being traded for like 25 Bitcoin per Zcash. Somebody, and it wasn't just like a quick flash in the back. It was like over several days that this thing, like a lot of people believed in Zcash. I never did my research on it. I still haven't necessarily did my research on it. But to me, that, uh, but people are still saying, look at Zcash, look at Zcash. Um, so I think this may be a signal for us to like take a look. Why Zcash? sounds like a coin? And isn't isn't it mineable? Is a mineable one? I think I'm not too sure. To be 100 honest, I have yeah, zero. I think clue. a lot of people will mine it. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, a lot of people made some money when that was released, but and now it's like d way under a, a Bitcoin, which is good. Which is where most altcoins probably should be at this point. Yeah. But it, uh, it, it is it is mineable, by the way. It and it says mineable. it also has a fixed total supply of 21 million units, just like... Uh, so does Bitcoin. So does Bitcoin. It's the uh, same idea. But it, it's only got 4 million in circulating supply, so... Wow. Oh, wow. Wow, that's of, low. Maybe that's why a lot of people are mining huh. it. So what, just, just one last thing I want to mention yep. about Gemini, and, and it just reiterates, I, I know what you guys have said a lot of times, and I, I've really turned the way I look on this recently is... You know, don't don't keep your money on the exchanges. There was a, a, a fairly big YouTuber this week, uh, Crypto Candor, and she did a story about how uh, she had a, a good amount of Ethereum on that exchange. And they basically, Gemini actually just emailed her and said, oh, we closed your account and gave her no more information. And she was able to use the, the influence she has because she's got a lot of Twitter followers to tweet them. And people were, you know, taking her side. And she ended up, I think, getting it all worked out. But if she had a low amount of followers or didn't have any kind of influence, you know, there's a chance they could have just closed her account, never given her a reason why, and never got her money back. So just be careful whenever you guys have your money on exchanges. Uh, that can happen because you don't have your hey, own. Yeah, I've been right. preaching that since day one. I don't keep my money on Gemini any longer Those, than needs to We be. always say you do not own your private keys on exchanges. Absolutely not. You do not. They do. They have it. Not you. Them. So there you go. I don't have anything on Coinbase. I don't have anything on Gemini. I only have my altcoins that are very low on other things like Binance and stuff, but yeah. I don't keep anything on Coinbase. All my big coins, all my, my valued coins should be in your cold storage or somewhere safe on a hot wallet on your desktop. This so, is correct. And, and Ben, you cannot you know, re reiterate enough how important it is. So good call yeah and then we got another one that uh, well no i already mentioned it it's yeah, like coin tell check, us a little course. bit about what coin check is so doing it's, by taking it's not just zcash yeah. they're taking away monero and dash because they're trying to get rid of the private coins oh uh, why there was no, really no explanation other than they were trying to do what's right for the public they're saying they're trying to make sure that the public is safe and for some reason they felt that having privacy coins on there was making it less safe for people uh, 
didn't really make sense to me. Well, maybe because they're but, super anonymous coins. You know, yeah, people but still use Monero to. I trade. know Japan has like the government of Japan has their eyes like like a hawk on mm-hmm. CoinCheck after that hack. Well, of course they did, and uh, there I always say that CoinCheck is like the Coinbase of Japan. And but from what I know is that they fix a lot of the issues from the hack and they help those customers out. But hey. This might be smart. Like now, now exchanges are starting to say, "Wait, you know, we can't just keep adding stuff. Maybe we should look at things and maybe go with things that we really believe in." And we got to start delisting coins. And that this isn't the only exchange recently that's been de- delisting. Mm-hmm. Every coins. exchange does this. Yeah, KuCoin. I don't know if they've if they've done it yet or they just announced that they were basically going to be dropping a ton of coins that they thought were sketchy just coins. Sketchy. So, yeah. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Um. But before we finish the block news, I actually have one surprise story okay. that I would like to talk about, and that is I'm going to be shilling an ICO. Oh, right now, really? Guys. Oh, you're sh- shilling? I'm shilling an ICO right now. Oh, wow. Ladies wow. and gentlemen. What is it? Look into the Kansei coin. Dun, dun, dun. Jose right. Canseco. Jose Canseco has an ICO. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> now, here's <laughs> the BS behind this. <laughs> here's the BS behind this. He explained on Twitter. First off, uh, go to Jose Canseco's Twitter. Look at his thread. Because he goes, ladies and gentlemen, I am announcing the official release of the Kansei coin. Does is there any lawyers out there? There that <laughs> want to help for a lawyer to help him figure out how to do this. Okay, this this sounds like a definite home run, except yeah. it, it oh, might hit you on done. the head first and then bounce over. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Now, here's how his coin is going to work. You can exchange the Quincy coin for an e-hug. He distributes the e-hugs, but once he receives the Quincy coin, he destroys the Quincy coin. So the value goes down. Uh, sorry, so, the, so it's extremely highly deflationary. Why did he decide to make a hug coin? I have no clue what, what the, the hell, hell he's doing. I guess it's the first hug coin. And so. why are we questioning it? There's no need to question the Kansei coin. The Kansei coin just does what the Kansei coin does. Do you understand this, Andy? I swear to God <laughs> that Mayweather, uh, Steven Seagal, and Jose Canseco like, hang out on a yacht on the weekends. I hope so. I'd love to be on that yacht with John Magazine. Shilling ICOs. <laughs> they do strike me as guys that would hang out with each other. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, so So I wanted to give that little bit That's a good for one. everybody. Um, yeah. I, think, I think you had texted me something about that, but I forgot about yeah, it, so it's funny. Yeah, I was dying of laughter as, as, as I was reading the whole thread. Well, well uh, you know, a lot of people, when Jose Canseco first came out with his book about steroids, you know, a lot of people killed him over it. He started and the whole thing. And then you know thing. what? Turned out he was right about everything. So I don't know. Maybe, this one, maybe oh. it'll be, be something. So here's I doubt about, it. Here's the thing about but. the crazies is there's always a grain of truth in their craziness. Yep. It's, it's usually a big grain, too. It's not like a small one either. So yeah. we got to pay attention to some crazies. Well, uh, bit. BitBoy, Ben, of course, uh, t- thanks so much for coming on the show. But before you go, please share with our audience where they could find you, where t- wh- all your social media platforms so that they could check out your uh, daily videos. Uh, and uh, he, Ben puts out a lot of content, guys, on the weekly. So, uh, yeah, so check it out. So uh, uh, just give us uh, where we can find you, Ben. Okay. You guys can find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at BitBoy underscore Hodel. And if you don't know how to spell HODL, then I don't think you've probably been in crypto very long. <laughs> yeah, this is very but, true. Uh, so those are the best places to find me other than, of course, my YouTube channel. We actually, big news, we closed our Facebook page this week. Just we don't want to support Facebook. So oh. we don't have a Facebook page anymore, I deactivated but our YouTube channel too. is BitBoy and HODL. And you can just search that and find us. We put out usually two videos a day. We do some interviews, but mostly it's 
coin reviews and um, we're, we're releasing one today about Tether, kind of a lot of stuff you guys talked about with it as well. Uh, so daily well, news videos, check us out. We'd yeah. love to have you come be part of the community. We started doing giveaways and contests, and so it was just exciting times. Yeah. Did you, by chance, also uh, stop your Instagram? No. No. No, Instagram's still there. Oh, okay, because that's also owned by Facebook. Well, <laughs> just letting you know. Well, well yeah, I, 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 I deactivated my Facebook, I, I too. Aside from all the, the issues that I have with Facebook, uh, with the centralization and stealing the data and stuff, I just think Facebook's getting to be kind of an outdated platform compared yeah, to Instagram. Yeah, no, so. I agree. Well, no Mike, offense to you guys with kids, but yeah. I'm tired of baby photos. I don't yeah. need it anymore. I Listen, mean. it's gonna ha- you're going to have a lot of them. Okay. I'm gonna set- now I'm going to text them no, directly to you. You can. You can. That's fine. <laughs> you're my friend. But like when it's like someone that I don't know that I went to high school with and like, oh, look, they're at, they're at Lake Tahoe with their children. I was like, oh, okay, that's where this guy is today. Great. Well, ten, ten, years ago, <laughs> 10 years ago when you got a Facebook page, it was like you weren't that far removed from knowing those people. But now – you know, like 10 years later or however many years it's been, you know, our lives are all so different. And you're and all the time. I'm like, why am I following this person? I, like this yeah. person doesn't know I exist even, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. well, well, in uh, good luck to to everybody who's cutting off their 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 Facebooks. <laughs> it's uh, been it's been nice not going on uh, Facebook. And, and, like, thinking I have to be on there to look at things, you know? No, I completely agree. I mean, I would, but I just I have yet to see a logical reason yet. Once more people start cutting them off, then sure, I'll just stick to Instagram, which is fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, But, we'll uh, Ben, thanks thanks a lot, man. And of course, we're going to have Ben on the show again because, uh, you know, we love talking news with Ben. And uh, we'll, we'll see you later, man. Have a, a good rest of your weekend. All right? Okay. Thanks, guys. No problem. All right. See bye. you, dude. All right. Bye. Always good to have have Ben on the show. That was a it's good one. It's always nice to have that little Skype. Whoop, whoop yeah, <laughs> just so you know that he's disappeared. But uh, we've now, you know, we had a very we haven't been we haven't done a coin to show, and obviously for new people, we do you know our block news before, but we're really close to uh, one of the most important parts of the show, the part of the show that you're here for, and that's the coin of the show. And that's right, today the surprise coin that we've decided to do some research on and, and educate you guys on is Ome. Omisego. There you go. Omisego. <laughs> I, I, very catchy name. I, I, you know, let's talk about the name. What do you think of the name? Uh, I think th- I thought the acronym was weird, but the name is fine. I don't have a problem with it. It makes sense why they're calling it Omisego. So it's just, it works. It works. So let's go right into it. And guys, if you're new to the show, I want to tell you guys up top uh, that what we do is we kind of talk about utility. And, you know, before we start talking about this, co- this coin, we had to look into it because, you know, there's some coins that we know a lot more about so this is what the point of a coin of the show is so if we get anything wrong whether uh we said something wrong or missing things feel free to email us at coinboyscast at gmail because we do something called fail at the top and the next show we'll shout you out and we'll we'll make sure we talk about something we missed or comment on any of our twitters instagrams and reddit posts that we'll do every once in a while yeah and that being said daniel let's let's go right into it what exactly is this okay so omise go why why did I why did I want to talk about this? Why did you want to talk about this? Well, I told you. We I think you wanted this. to talk about <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. Uh I think we should uh currently it's the number 23 token. Uh but uh, overall it's number 23 right now on as of like cap. Yeah, but at one point it would think it was like 10, it's gone down a little bit. But um that that part is kind of like neither here nor there. Now, the key point to this thing is it currently is a token. But the idea I I believe is at some point they want you to just use their coin. Um, 
it is designed to be an exchange. Okay. What this thing is trying to do is just be an exchange. Okay. Uh, because their goal is to go cross platform. They want to be you. They want to be easily be able for you to exchange fiat to to whatever currency you want. So fiat to Ethereum, Ethereum to Litecoin, uh, Litecoin to to Digibyte. I don't care. Anything Steam to Neo. Whatever you whatever you want to do, this is trying to do that for you. So it's kind of like being the atomic swap for Ethereum. Got it. And that's and we'll all. get into that. That this is very well connected to Ethereum. Even the people that founded Ethereum, yeah, which we'll absolutely. get into. But that's all it wants to be. That's all it's trying to be. It's not trying to be anything else outside of that. Now it is difficult to do that, and this is why it's taking a little while to get it going. But but if it works, uh, it's a huge thing. Um, it is proof of stake, so it, it helps cut down on energy. It just uses the the amount of money in, or the amount of coins in someone's wallet to kind of determine uh, who uh, who can pro uh, sorry to determine who processes the payments um, and the reward that they get from those payments. So uh, using OMG basically, which is the the. The acronym there. They got the, a pretty fun acronym. Yeah. So the, the the reason why they wanted to create Omisego and why they just didn't do this straight up with Ethereum is because they want Ethereum is not as scalable as everybody's kind of hoping it to be. So Omisego is supposed to take care of the scalability for Ethereum. So it's trying to speed up the transaction process because that is huge. So there are two things that we're talking about, and mm -hmm. I think. Uh, two things that are going to determine who wins the war at the end of this. And that is, is it fast? Can it compete with Visa? Can it com compete with MasterCard, American Express, whatever it may be? And can it be private? Now, a majority of the coins are working on speed over privacy right now because they feel in the future, that's when they'll work on the privacy part. Because as of right now, you don't they don't really have to worry too, too much about it. Um how they are trying to accomplish this is through something called plasma which is basically the lightning network uh, just and can a you way of speeding that like up quickly bit. describe the lightning network literally it's just a way of making the transactions for faster. bitcoin or anything just faster they're, the whole point is they're trying to catch up to visa because if speed isn't there nobody really wants like if it takes me forever to buy a loaf of bread i'm not going to use it there's no point so speed is key right now Privacy would be second um, it, it, for a lot of these, again, a lot of these guys. Um, the way they're going to do that is uh, through Plasma. And they're, uh, they also use something called Child Chains, which I believe is uh, it was a little complicated, but it's either that's how Plasma works or it's just a part of the whole blockchain of Omisego. A child chain is basically a blockchain within a blockchain. And if a bunch of people have a bunch of child chains, well, now, if, now the main blockchain doesn't have to go through all of these individual transactions they can just take confirmations from all the child chains and to determine the final outcome for every for every situation right and it just makes everything go extremely fast or oh, much faster than it is now um now there are other exchanges that are trying to do this there are other exchanges that are trying to make it easy for you to exchange uh whatever altcoin for whatever altcoin or whatever coin for whatever coin. 
they're, none of them are doing it uh, as if um, none of them are doing none of them are doing it in an efficient way right now. A lot of the times when you want an altcoin, you have to go to Bitcoin or you have to exchange it for Bitcoin and then get that altcoin, or you have to exchange it for Ethereum or another base token before you can get that specific or another base coin before you can get that specific altcoin. Right. Um, right. Now, why is this? Why is what makes Omise go a little bit different? Is that they're trying to do it through your wallet. Okay, so they're trying to make this decentralized exchange, which is decentralized-ish. I'm not 100% in on the boat of this being decentralized, although they're claiming it to be. But um, in any case, through this decentralized kind of exchange, they want to create an application for your wallet, whatever digital wallet you have. And through there, you can go from person to person directly and exchange your Litecoin for his neo or whatever you choose to do and and get it in the get it in the way that that you or, or receive it in in the fashion that you would like to receive it in right um so which is very 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 difficult very ambitious but as you're about to talk about they have some good backers or advisors, people involved. At um, least. Uh, so uh, I guess segueing into a little bit about their history. I don't. I, I did a, a little research. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus more on a couple of things. Uh, first, um, you know, they are a fintech startup based in Thailand. Okay. Uh, they were pretty much. Uh, so I'll give you the the quick the quick run through of uh, pretty much. Uh, their advisors include co-founder of Ethereum, one of our favorite people, Vitalik, uh, and Gavin Wood, who I will go into further, who is also a co-creator of Ethereum. Okay. Um, also, they have endorsements from the Bank of Thailand, the Thai, uh, also uh, McDonald's, and this thing called um, Alipay. And uh, Alipay is that is, is that is uh, basically the Amazon of China. Right. And they have their, uh, uh, it's kind of like how the WeChat Pay that I was discussing about earlier, they also have Alipay, right. which you can consider WeChat Pay and Alipay the, the equivalent of uh, Google Pay and, and Apple Pay. Yes. And uh, there's two gentlemen that are kind of like the co-creators of Omise, uh, Omise and that's uh, June uh, Hazagawa, and, uh, and forgive me if I'm saying these wrong. And then there's also Donnie Harasut, Harasut. Um, who are are both the two main people we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about more about uh, June uh, or Jun. It's J U N. I honestly it? don't know. I don't know. June well, sounds fine. I guess uh, he's an interesting guy. So he's an entrepreneur, uh, no stranger to the startup world. Uh, prior prior to being a part of Omise, uh, he was involved in a funding series of tech companies uh, in Japan, mainly in the fields of e-commerce uh, and also mobile payment systems. So he has experience in the past. Uh, dealing with kind of apps that are in the the payment system uh, realm, which is kind of what they're in. Mm -hmm. uh, he currently is based in Bangkok. Uh, he is, of course, the full-time CEO of Omise right now. Mm -hmm. uh, he uh, pretty much is a pioneer. He considers himself a tech pioneer. I really like this guy. There's not like a lot on him, but there's a lot of videos. Um, he just seems like very, he loves Ethereum. He's very pro-Ethereum. That's why there's so many people that I'm going to get into that uh, are provided help towards Omise. And uh, of course, you know, there's just this like marriage between Ethereum and this, this currency. Um, 
Then there's Donnie Harris Harrensuit, who I couldn't find like a lot of information on. Uh, I'm talking about like sometimes you're able to because a lot of these people that you find that are behind these companies have had tech space experience, like like June here, mm -hmm. uh, and you could find more information about them. But I didn't, I couldn't find. And he's currently the COO. Uh, and one of the original founders. I, I'd love for anyone that uh, is in this community to give me a little bit more information on him. Uh, is there any like fun information that I could uh, replay on next week's episode about him that you might know that I had trouble finding? Yeah. Um, that would be cool. But I do know Joseph Poon, who is very, very much a part of helping. He co-authored The Lightning Network and co-author of Plasma. Yeah. And he is the principal author of Ome Sego. How how about that? That guy has some history. Yeah, um, it, it's a big it's a big deal. Uh, but the thing is, uh, keep in mind that he has not the Lightning Network hasn't it hasn't released yet. It hasn't released yet. But so he's, this is a he's big in, guy he's in the space. Theoretically, big. <laughs> like I don't even have to go into our next gentleman, and that's Vitalik. Yeah, this guy is one of my favorite people in this space. And if you listen to, we had an early coin of the show was Ethereum, uh, one of my favorite cryptocurrencies currently i don't i don't like actively openly like tell you what to buy but i'm a big supporter of ethereum as daniel knows and he daniel yeah. believes in ethereum too so um it's really interesting like we talked about who are these people there's some people with some backgrounds here that are you know vitalik himself is a master coder um he's smart intelligent this guy's a authoring white papers for the Lightning Network, Plasma, and Omisego. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty notable. Now, here's another notable person in the advisory board is Gavin Wood, who's the co-founder of Ethereum, who I mentioned up there. He's, uh, he's the chief technolo technological officer and co-founder of Ethereum Project. Uh, he is one of the main designers and, and helped build the protocol with Vitalik. So Gavin Wood, and I know you've heard that name before. Uh, he's a very well-known in the space as yeah. well. Uh, he's not as popular like like you as get, others. Well, you look at Vitalik, you know who he is by seeing him in a photo. Yeah. There's certain people in the space you know by looking at them. Yeah. You know, and that that says a lot in this space. And Vitalik's one of the big ones. Uh, I just wanted to go through a couple of notable mentions here. Is that they have the founder of Gollum on their advisory board, board and that's Julian Zawakowski. And uh, I don't know too much about him, but he created uh, Gollum. Uh, and that's a coin that, Daniel, I don't know if you know too much about or we've never really touched on. Uh, Not yet, but I know it's getting a lot of... It, it just released a something. I remember it did, uh, it, uh, that was on their roadmap. And they, so they're just kind of showing that they're going with, with what they say that they're going with, I guess. And then another, another name of a gentleman that I know is very important on an economical level, level in the space, his name is Thomas Greco. He's also a member of Ethereum, Daniel. Now, I just wanted to throw in one more thing. So I was looking at their website, right? And it's like, check out our team. Mm -hmm. And you could see all these people, guys. So if you want to look at some of the people I'm talking about, maybe do some further research, you can go right to their website at omesaygo.network/team. Uh, so we can, I just wanted to go down this list that there was one person, Daniel, that, <laughs> that popped out to me because this guy's face is everywhere. So, you know, I see Vitalik's face, I see Joseph Poon's face. I see all these, these names. And then at the bottom... CEO of Bitcoin.com, first major backer of the earliest crypto startups, Roger Ver. Ah! Um, now, look, guys, um, we've, I don't know if you're new to the podcast, but we've talked about Roger in the past. You know, he's, one thing I do not agree with him on is how he claims that you know, Bitcoin Cash is the, the true Bitcoin. Um, I do believe, however, that he's been a supporter for the space in general. Yeah. Um, but here he is again. This guy's got his hands in everything. This guy's got his hands in everything, Daniel. Yeah. Like, he might as well own his own restaurant. 
and 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 serve cryptocurrency because he serves up on like so many boards. What do you think of Roger Ver being on this board after after going through all those Ethereum people on the advisory board? Roger Ver is here. The thing is, Roger Ver has been a part of a lot of things, a lot of things. So he probably has you know uh, his hand in everything. I I can't say if that's a good or a bad thing. He's a smart investor, clearly. Um, I don't know how much he's actually advising on this because all the projects that I see his name on, they're all very different. Um, the only thing that he really speaks about is Bitcoin Cash, which is fine because I guess that one's the one that needs the fight. Everything else that he's that's he kind of has his hands in doesn't need doesn't need a fight at all because it's it's different. It's 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 going to serve a purpose different from other coins. But I will say this, and I just did a count. Aside, there's a big advisory board here. Seven other people that are involved in Ethereum in one way or another are also on the advisory board. So Ethereum has their hands deep in this, guys. So okay. just so you, you know. Very nice. Um, so I, I, and then there's other people like, I know, I'm not sure what Link Time is, but the founder of Link Time, um, also Gollum, like I mentioned. I'm looking for ones that are in Ethereum. Um, this guy is in Singapore and he's, uh, he's a University of Social Sciences professor. And uh, so that's cool. Uh, in finance as well. Uh, so I'm not saying that it's terrible at Roger Veer. It's not like, I don't think he has a lot to say. He, you know, he's just on their he's advisory just, board. Yeah, I mean, um, he wants to be on as many advisory boards as possible to solidify his his opinion on something. But let's go back to the two that matter most, and that's June and Donnie. Mm -hmm. And they are the, the ones that are helping getting this going. Now, Daniel, I've been completely unbiased here. And all I can say is that I've seen nothing but like, because I'm, I, I'm a supporter of Ethereum, and I think that if you have a most majority of Ethereum people on your board and your advisory board and your team, that you're probably making something, in, I don't know. Important, Important. at least. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. But uh, um, I don't want to step on your toes here, but were you going to mention anything step. about Omise? Uh, no, I was going to actually, if you want to explain the differences between Omise, but this this is Omise. So this is the point. This is actually this is the reason why I'm a little bit questioning why uh, Omise Go, just a little bit because yes, they have a lot of really cool people backing it. But and then Roger Ver, but um, but they're started by a company called Omise, and the reason why Omise is and they existed before they existed before they are a banking company. All right, they are they are a fiat exchange company because that they're taking over Southeast Asia. And apparently all those countries that are linked together in Southeast Asia, uh, Thailand, uh, where else? I don't know. Uh, the only one that I can think of is Thailand because Thailand's the one who's um, also really backing Omise Go itself. Um, or, or at least a part of Omise Go's um, uh, roadmap. Um, but anyways, um, they connected, they, they found a way to get all the countries in Southeast Asia to be able to exchange their currency for one another so that way they together can have a stronger economy because it was really messed up. Um, so that's a huge accomplishment for someone to do that, someone to go in there and do that, okay. uh, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So they started, they wanted to start Omise Go so they can do that on a global, global scale. Now, the question becomes, they want this to be decentralized. Right, they want all this to 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 be for the people, and it seems like that's what they want it to be. But it's very difficult for me to to understand where's their profit. 
what are they going to gain from this? Now, they definitely are going to collect fees. There are fees in this exchange that are a part of the proof of stake. And maybe they are just going to want to live off that for the rest of their lives. That That is understandable. That's fine. Uh, so I always take a look to see how much coins did they keep. Okay. And they kept... 30%. And that's pretty that's pretty good. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. They only used 10% to pay for things, to to pay for employees to to, to do the coding and to all other stuff. The other 20% was to be issued one year at the end of the creation period. So that begs the question is do, do they release that one year after Omisego what uh the exchange is up and live? Or do they do they release it now because I guess people are already taking the tokens? That are, hmm. I have no clue. Okay. But thirty percent's not bad, and also if it's proof of stake and they they have a stake in the game, that's fine. But somebody did point out that so there's something centralized about it. Well, those are green flags that you just said before. Okay. The centralized thing, like I think there's a green flag in the way that they launched this ICO. Sure. I think that they and I wanted to touch on this before we get into a couple yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, go for it. Is that I just want you guys to know in the history of the ICO launch, they their plan was to reach 25 million uh, USD as a hard cap, meaning like that's how much they needed for the launch, right? Mm-hmm. So they decided, unlike a lot of ICOs, to do a private sale, which meant that nothing was public and that they were going to do private sales. Um, so they did a pre-ICO sale and they decided to... to uh, they, they actually reached 25 million and they could have kept going, Daniel, but they decided to stop yeah. at 25 million. Um, and it's actually a good example of what they said uh, is con- con- uh, considered a controlled ICO. Sure. What do you think of that controlled? Meaning when you do a private sale launch and you're actually being smart about it, like I'm telling you guys that they could have went as far as 100 million on this. Oh, yeah. They, they could go for billions. They could have done a lot higher than 25 that million. That shows me just like the 30% that there's a little bit of an unselfishness here and that they actually do care about this technology. It's just I think I'm, I'm jaded from all the companies that are like, oh, we're here to help the environment. Oh, we were here to help the people. And I'm like, no, you're no, no, no. You're in it for profit. Where's your profit? Where are you trying to get it from? Uh, and these guys are very open with the profit that they're taking. It seems, and and it also seems like that they're uh, that they genuinely do want to kind of uh, do the greater good for the people, bank the unbanked, and 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 so on. Uh, if you would have said like, I, I don't know, this is the most unselfish type of. Uh, now, if I want to throw back to Theta Token, mm-hmm. and that. We had a conversation with with them, and they told us that initially they were going to do a, a I, public, a public sale, and they smartly also decided to do a private sale. And I actually respected them for that. Yeah. I think that that it's actually smarter because uh, because you're not screwing over people. And what also Omisa Go did do is they did an airdrop. Yes, uh, which if you had a certain amount of ETH in your wallet, I think it was one for every one you got. Or for every point oh point one F or something like that, you got a certain amount of Misego for free, just because they, they want you to also be a part of this as a thank you for being a part of Ethereum, which I thought was pretty cool, pretty nice. Of, of yeah, that. and uh, you wanted to talk about a hard spoon. So right? one thing in the future that they're going to do is 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 a bit of a hard spoon, and that means because they're trying to update something on the main blockchain. So what a hard spoon is and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, is they make a second blockchain, switch all the information onto that second temporary blockchain, 
And then once they do all of the changes and make sure that the, that the initial blockchain works because they took a screenshot of where everything's at, they'll re-import the information back onto the main blockchain. And so that way you don't actually fork and make a whole secondary uh, currency. You're just, you're just keeping it all together and, and, and allowing for changes and updates to be made. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other overview or anything else? What, what do you want to say? Let's close this out. Uh, what do you say overall? How do you feel about this crypto? I, I am. It's ambitious. It's very ambitious. I am a, a big supporter of it, to be honest. I'm a huge supporter of it. I do hold hold uh, hold some of it. But um, I just think it's very interesting and very ambitious for what they're trying to do. There are again, there are others that are trying to do the same exact thing, but again, they're they're not going for the wallet app. They're going for a separate whole exchange on their own, which is fine, but not convenient. Should Omisigo work, it'll work in your pocket, and that's amazing. It'll work, it'll work fast and and in your pocket, and just like uh, Steve Jobs said, a thousand songs in your pocket. When he yes. that's what he oh, said yeah, when the iPod for the, came for out. the iPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and look at that changed the world. Uh, pretty much yeah um so <laughs> it did yeah so though so i mean obviously do extra research see how you feel about it because there are some uh, a few flags but again i I'm, i can't tell if they're bad or good because it seems very positive <laughs> everything seems really really positive but i'm like i can't trust a bank <laughs> like a bank is is backing this but the whole reason why they're able to probably do fiat exchanges is because a bank is ba- is backing this. Also, I don't really understand who's controlling the nodes. Uh, and they admittedly said they can't. They don't. They don't control the fee. Like the fee um, is supposed to handle itself uh, okay. and how it's supposed to work. But they don't con- necessarily control that, which means it can go up or down at any any point. Okay. Um, and I don't. I don't know where. Uh, I don't know who's who's handling the servers. Okay. The nodes. Um, it's a little confusing. Uh, so if anybody can help me, that would be great. Yeah. And uh, I just want to reiterate, since it seems like we're at the towards the end of the OMIC Go uh, coin of the show, mm-hmm. um, is that I want to say that uh, we are not experts on this crypto. We do our research and we give you our honest opinion about it. And, you know, uh, there's if you look at our history, we, that's what we do. We kind of like bring out the different parts of the coin, whether it's history, utility, not price. We want to know what are these coins doing? Who's behind these coins? Uh, so if you, we missed anything, again, uh, we're, on, we're on Twitter at Coinboys Podcast. But please, I would prefer if you email us and tell us anything we missed at CoinboysCast at Gmail. That would be cool because then we could shout you out at the top of the next show. It's called Fail at the Top. We'll shout you out. We'll talk about something we missed or something we said wrong. Um, and I want to thank uh, if there's any new members from uh, that community. Thanks for joining us on this coin of the show. And I'm actually feeling good about that crypto and yeah we'll see we'll we'll see what happens keep an eye on it basically i guess now i'm just gonna pull out of crypto and move to the comfy comfortable part of the show where we can sit back relax and just talk about anything daniel Mm -hmm. uh one big thing for me and if you're on my twitter you know you've seen like a bunch of deadpool things deadpool 2 came out i'm obsessed personally with deadpool uh, andy is one of the few people that i know that actually likes deadpool as a character in the comic and has read his comics yeah yeah i know a lot about deadpool that's correct so i'm I am a comic so nerd. So congrats to you. My, my unique character that I actually followed and read all the comics, yeah. because there's there's not that many, to be honest, Okay. by comparison to other characters, is The Mask. The Mask, okay. Jim Carrey. That's uh, <laughs> originally a comic book, of yeah. course. I don't know much about The Mask as a comic book, but I know that it was a very, you know... It's it trippy, and he kind of, in a sense, reminds me a little bit of Deadpool. Yeah. But 
there you I, go. Before we got on the podcast, I sat Daniel and told him a whole history in comic form about the relationship between Deadpool and Thanos, which is really interesting, but I'm not going to go that to that right now. What we want to talk about is Deadpool 2, the movie, yes. which I saw, and man... I was so happy with it. And Daniel, you haven't seen it yet. I have not seen it yet. I'm going so to no see spoilers it very here, soon. by the way. No yeah. spoilers. I'm just going to tell you that as a sequel, it was done correctly. Uh, it was funny. It was entertaining. I, He's one of the only superheroes that knows he's in a movie, knows he's in a comic book. It's just amazing. Now, one reference I'll give you is in the first movie, he goes... Oh my God! I just broke the wall like four different times. That's like sixteen walls. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yes. hilarious. And he does that all over this. And I think, and, and I wanted to talk about that because that's a power that he has. Is he knows he's not. He knows something else. There's another world, another universe outside out there, of him. Outside of him. And he's talking to us. And he's talking to us exactly. Huh. But uh, and I had mentioned to you, there's yes. one other that can do that as who's well. That? I bet you there's more than just. There's one probably other. there's. So who's the other? I think. What is it? Spider? Gwen? It's not Spider Gwen. It's De- uh, Gwenpool. Oh, Gwenpool. Well, yeah. that's the other, the woman yeah, Deadpool. That's a different one. But anyways, um, Howard the Duck. Yes, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Shout out to George Lucas for making this weird comic book movie as from when I was a child. It's that a classic go, movie. What? Uh, but it has nothing to do really with the comic no, book. No, but it's, it's the really, character really. Yeah. Uh, but he was at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I really, really hope they bring out... What was he... Uh, where was he in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Uh, he was talking. He was in... They were at the bar, and he was Oh, talking. and he was talking to them, right? Yeah. Oh, that was so funny, man. And voiced by Seth Green. Yeah. So here's the thing that, that I could promise you is that what's great also about Deadpool, he does not only does he make fun of Marvel's universe, he makes fun of Marvel's cinematic universe. Remember, Deadpool is Fox. But Disney just bought Fox. But forever, X-Men, Deadpool, Wolverine, all those things were in the Fox That hasn't gone through yet. That hasn't gone through yet. But if that goes through, guys, we're talking about a chance for Deadpool to be a part of the MCU, which he should be. Um, But, man, does Ryan Reynolds know... Ryan Reynolds makes... It's a unique movie in the sense that it's a true superhero comedy that makes fun of itself... That knows it's also just a movie. Like you said, the movie itself knows it's a movie. Yeah. Which is... Anyway, guys, I cannot recommend this movie enough. And if you haven't seen Deadpool 1, please watch Deadpool 1 before you... Actually, I saw Redbox has Deadpool 1 available. Uh, I have like two Blu-rays of (laughs) Deadpool. I I don't purchase a lot of movies, but you can be assured that Deadpool is on that list of my purchased movies. Uh, Yeah, I'm obviously obsessed. I was, you know... I'm so excited. So I'm just glad. I know this has nothing to do with crypto, but I've been really glad to talk about Deadpool today. <laughs> we also love movies and TV yeah. shows. Yeah, uh, I mean, we work in the industry, you know? So so movies and TV is important to uh, Daniel and I. So, um, And uh, I don't know, Daniel, you have anything to add? I know you didn't see it, but I guess we can catch up with you on the next one and see if you I saw hope, it. I hope I see it by, by the next coin. Uh, what are we going to do for the next coin? So we're going to put up a vote for the next coin of the show like we usually do uh obviously this one we chose and we'll pick four coins that kind of interest daniel and i and we'll see what you guys think we the last one we did i believe iota one mm-hmm. and before that verge one mm-hmm. uh so let's see what happens i have an idea for the, the vote i'll post it on twitter maybe on tuesday okay. day after we post this podcast uh and anyway guys uh i guess that's gonna that's gonna round it out daniel yeah. that was a full-on we had we had Ben from BitBoy and Hoddle on. We talked about the ranking system. We talked about all kinds of stuff from yeah. Deadpool to, to Omicigo. This was heavy. 
This is a heavy one. Um, thanks for joining us. If you are part of the Omega Go family, uh, check out some of our other episodes. You'll see we talk about other coins. Um, my name's Andy uh, on Twitter. I'm producer, by the way. And of course, Danny, what's your? your I'm at D Gutierrez eighty four. And then our Coin Boys. Uh, you'll find us mostly on Twitter at the Coin Boys podcast. And we are actually we have the website thecoinboys.com, which is pretty much has everything. And then Coin Boys Cast is our Instagram. Uh, we're on iTunes, guys, and SoundCloud. I've reached out to Spotify, but no answer yet. So we'll so, see what happens. So we'll see what happens. And uh, I, I want to thank everyone that that came on. You know, yeah. Uh, this is our first you, nomination. You're the real Sorry, heroes. Just kidding. You are the real heroes. Watch Deadpool, Daniel. We'll see you next time, right, buddy? Yeah. See you soon, okay. guys. Peace. Bye.